In our opinion, movies can be found in one of two realms. The realm of the renowned, those active in the minds of pop culture. Your masterpieces, your witty comedies, your impactful horror. There are even those that are so bad they're good. Cult classics. This is not a show about those movies. Instead, we bravely venture into the realm of the forgotten. We plummet the depths of cinema, searching amidst the left behind, the seventh at the box office and the bottom of the bargain bin. We seek out neglected films to find the ones worth salvaging from oblivion. And banish the unworthy back to the abyss. What hidden gems will we find on our exploration? What mediocre plot lines will we unearth? And what artifacts that may at first have been overlooked will we reclaim? I'm Wesley. I'm Peter. I'm Lily. I'm Sam. And hello from obscurity. Hello, welcome to Hello from Obscurity. Uh, so today we are doing the 1985 movie called Young Sherlock Holmes. Uh, so this movie, uh, Young Sherlock Holmes, was directed by Barry Levinson, who directed Rain Man, Bugsy, and also the unforgettable Bee movie, and was written by Chris Columbus, who directed the first two Harry Potters and uh, Home Alones. Um, it stars Christopher Rowe as Sherlock Holmes and Alan Cox as Watson. It is about their first time, the first time they meet each other at the boarding school, and it follows their first case together. Um, so they become involved with uh, a murder, or with the case after a grotesque death of the uncle of Sherlock's girlfriend, Elizabeth Hardy, played by Sophie Ward. Um, so this is not the first death, however. Other old men have died all in the same way. <laughs> Other all old men die all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, so many old men dying. They all have like horrifying hallucinations. They kill themselves to escape the nightmare. Um, and then later in the movie, it's revealed that the perpetrators are a part of a spooky Egyptian cult in London. What do you know? Uh, they have blow darts, they have pyramids in abandoned warehouses, and they have that uh, bald head um, rat tail combo that Egyptians had. So, And then other actors include Anthony Higgins as Wraith, um, and he's the guy, like there was not a lot of notable actors in this movie no i think this I, is I one was... of our first movies where it's like oh i don't know anyone although yeah. lestrade is uh oh lord yeah. tyrell in yeah. game of thrones tyrell yeah mm -hmm. yeah and then yeah. anthony higgins who played wraith the fencing master in this movie also played the bad guy one of the bad guys in raiders of the lost ark i saw yes and also went so, on to play uh sherlock holmes in uh, an Ian McKellen version of Sherlock Holmes. Well, which, yeah, I saw... He did? Yeah. Well, no, not... Uh, wait, 
the guy who plays young Sherlock Holmes? No, uh, Wraith, the uh, fencing professor. Because I saw that the guy who plays young Sherlock Holmes was also in that. Yes. Game. Okay. Okay. He also goes on to play Sherlock Holmes, and also uh, uh, Elizabeth's uncle uh, played Watson in the 1960s Sherlock Holmes. Oh my! There's gosh. a lot of Sherlock in here. In here, like Do you think almost. Though- all the facts that I found on this movie were listing how many Sherlock Holmes like uh, uh, characters are in this movie. But was anyone also in The Great Mouse Detective the best Sherlock Holmes adaptation? No. Preach. No. Preach. Do you think yeah, though no, it's Vincent just Price was nowhere like, to be found? No, it's not in this movie, unfortunately. Hey, Bummer. this movie was. Uh, Produced by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, presented. Yeah, presented. presented by which Steven confused Spielberg. me. Peter had to fill me in. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a similar thing to um, uh, a lot of people think of Nightmare Before Christmas. Not directed by Tim Burton. It is presented by Tim Burton. Or <laughs> uh, The Goonies. Not directed by Steven Spielberg. It's presented by Steven Spielberg. Um, it, it's uh, uh, Steven. His company produced this. Uh, he helped work out the kinks on the script, and he provided a lot of the money and the uh, the power behind that name <laughs> to make this movie happen. That's um, what I thought is, like, he was becoming a hit maker, so I just assumed that it was the executive producers being like, okay, we're just going to put Steven Spielberg's name on it, similar to yeah. how Tim Burton always got that done to his name. Mm-hmm. Like Tim mm-hmm. Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And like, directed I, by somebody else. Well, it Featuring was directed by, um, oh, oh, who was it directed by? Uh, great. Steven Spielberg. Who? No, yeah, who, who no. wait, which one are we talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas Steven directed Spielberg. By, by Steven Spielberg. Uh, <laughs> it was directed by an amazing uh, uh, I think he did stop motion too. director. Uh, no, wait, sorry, no, this is going to bother me now. Night. I think I have a quick question just for the group while Peter looks this up. This um, fact where, about a different movie that we are not <laughs> discussing yeah. this episode. It was where? directed by Henry Selick, uh, who, if you watched any sort of stop motion movie, James and the Giant Peach, Coraline, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, is all Henry Selick. He's an amazing is it, director. Did he do Kubo and the Two Strings? He oh. did not do Kubo. That's a good question. So not well, not everyone so, then. Yeah. So, quick question for the group: Where is everyone, just in terms of Sherlock, like as material? I know we've kind of talked about like how we're all kind of drawn to different mythologies, different kind of stories, different, um, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll go first. I'm okay with Sherlock. Like, to me, it's like, oh, cool, but I'm never like, I gotta watch them all. I gotta know everything. I gotta read them. Like, I think I've read one or two stories in my entire life. Um, to me, my favorite is either, yeah, Great Mouse Detective or the BBC Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I definitely think this um, story, the Sherlock Holmes kind of whole whole thing, is it's one of those properties that I think has been done at nauseum. Mm-hmm. In some ways, uh, whether that's good or bad, kind of up to whoever's watching it, whoever's reading them. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm fairly neutral on Sherlock Holmes. I never really loved him, never hated him. That's kind of where I'm at. So when yeah. I found out yeah, Young Sherlock, that's... I was like, oh, 
okay. That, that's about where I am to Lily. Like, I actually don't think I have read any of the original, but like Great Mouse Detective was one of my like top three favorite movies when I was a kid. That's probably the most invested in Sherlock Holmes I ever was, was like the peak of me being super into that movie. Um, and yeah, I watched the BBC show. I think I've seen like one of the Robert Downey Jr. ones, but it's like, yeah, like I, I know enough of the lore and stuff that in watching this one, I was able to be like, oh, yeah, it's that one. Like, whatever. Where's Moriarty? Like, that kind of thing. But, like, um, uh, yeah, I don't think I've... I don't love Sherlock Holmes. I don't hate him. I'm, yeah, in the middle. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a fan of Sherlock Holmes. Um, not, like, a not like a super fan. I've read a couple of the stories. I, I've read, like, because he's a public domain character now, a lot of people are just like inserting him into books. And I think it's hilarious. I own the book, <laughs> uh, Sherlock Holmes versus Dracula, which is fantastic. Um, and, uh, I, I think when the movie started, we commented on, uh, within the first, like, 90 seconds of John Watson and Sherlock Holmes meeting. They're like, hello, I'm John. Hello, I'm Sherlock. We're friends now. Let's solve a crime. And they walk out it the door. <laughs> just like that. I mean, yeah. I I was shocked at how it got started with yeah. just like, <laughs> we are friends. And um, yeah, I, I, so with Sherlock Holmes, my brother is really into it. So, or was really into it. So through osmosis, I kind of got a lot of knowledge about Sherlock Holmes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I too am a fan of the BBC uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock. I love uh, the two Sherlock Holmes movies in the 2010s or the Robert Downey Jr. Two, ones. Robert Downey Jr. ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I a big fan of reading. Those ones. I tried reading um, a Scarlet in no wait, what is it? A, a study, study in Scarlet. Scarlet which is their first case in the books. Mm-hmm. And it just had way too much Mormonism in it. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> like it was a weird shift. Like they caught the killer and before they explained it, they just went to Utah and explained this whole guy's backstory with the Mormon church. And I was really? like, wow, I've this never read is the... study in Scarlet. It was really, bizarre. I didn't, realize that mormonism was even that old. yeah that wasn't one of those stories i've read so this is news to me yeah <laughs> i mean i guess i i hope i read like Sherlock like if Holmes that's the true first... then i feel like it was yeah. like mormonism had just happened well, yeah yeah well you it was may be confusing it with a study in salt lake city <laughs> okay <laughs> um but yeah for this movie though i remember I was thinking about which movie I should pick because this is my turn to pick the movie. Yes. And I was getting a few, uh, I had a few options. Um, But then while I was doing research for Munchausen, uh, the main actor, I forgot his name already, the guy who played Munchausen. John Neville. He played in like uh, one in the 60s called like A Study in Terror. And he was Mm. uh, he was that. And I noticed it. And then on the algorithm kind of understood what I was trying to go for, like researching um, what movies we should do next. And it just put young Sherlock Holmes. And I was like, oh, God, I remember that movie. Like I had watched this movie like a few times as a kid. And it was one of those movies that. I really liked and it scared me. And I think that's like one of the 
like two movies. Yes, this you movie. know, I when we first turned this on, I can definitely tell you the last thing I expected was to have a man being attacked by a puppet chicken in like the first two minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I like it turned on, and I was like, oh. Oh, so it's this kind of movie. Yeah, Great. Uh, and I got very this excited. Kind of Spielberg. Yeah. I, I will say, I feel like me and Sam went in with like fairly similar, like medium expectations. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, a Sherlock Holmes kids movie. Let, let's go. And then, oh, the second you pull out the animatronic chicken attacking some <laughs> random dude who never speaks a single line of dialogue in the entire movie. I think he uh, says, I'm fine once. He's like, no. Burn. He, he just goes, <laughs> and runs out of the restaurant. <laughs> like, uh, well, but then yeah, he gets, no. He gets strangled by his own um, uh, also coat rack. Also chicken-themed uh, coat hangers. Yeah. I noticed, too, the hallucinations oh. that these people had after they get, like, drugged. Uh like, tend to be very, like, chicken and, like, taloned bird focused. <laughs> Because the same thing happens oh. to like the uncle later with those like bird statues in that shop attack Rupert him and T. then wax flatter. Yeah, like make wax him flutter. the last names in Thank this, you. you guys. They were too much. They were, they were too yeah. much. The last well, names. Oh were my horrible. god. What uh uh the the dude the dude who gets attacked by the chicken, um his name was uh I think it was Barney Bobster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I kept being like, are you all right, Bob? What's going on, Bob? (laughs) Yeah. It was like, Bobster. It was like, that's a great, that's a great last name. (laughs) He would never reply, though. It sounds like a nickname you'd give for someone whose name was Bob. Hey, Bobster. Hey, Bobster. What's up? I'm going to have Jack Uh, Daniels and ranch dressing. Mmm, delicious. What? (laughs) What? I I don't know what you so I, I wanted to just add on to the little uh, introduction of the folks who made this movie that you did, Wesley. Uh, obviously, the uh, big producer that uh, steals all the names is Steven Spielberg. But did you notice one of the other producers of this movie was Kathleen Kennedy? No, I didn't. Uh, Kath- Kathleen Kennedy... Uh, uh, folks at home might know as uh the person who's in charge of star wars um she does all the star wars stuff she's a huge producer for disney uh she's worked on marvel she's worked uh she like i said she runs all of star wars she is uh, a close uh close friend of steven spielberg works on a lot of his stuff um and has gone off and created a uh enormous career for herself as well um so it was very nice to see her also in the credits, Pixar. Uh, oh, years, yes. Years before Toy Story came out, years before they had ever uh, uh, put out a single movie, Pixar worked on young Sherlock Holmes to create the very first photorealistic CG character ever put to yes. film. And it yeah, looks was... good. <laughs> it does. I... I... I remembered that about this movie. I think this is the only reason this movie is mentioned anymore is yeah. because of that that uh, CGI, that first like piece of CGI in yeah. movie history. Because I, I remember when you suggested this last week, Wesley, uh, you were like, well, young Sherlock Holmes. I'd never, I'd never seen it, um, but it's like, that sounds familiar. I don't know why. And yeah, it was because 
1985, Pixar animated a glass soldier to attack a priest. <laughs> yeah, Peter screamed when that happened. Not out of fear, just out of, like, nerdy Yeah, I, th- there was one shot where it, it, like, looked up at this stained glass window, and I went, oh, my God, it's this movie. <laughs> yeah, and I, like, sat there going, like, what do you mean? What are you What are you talking about? I thought you'd never Nerd. seen this before. Uh, I was quite surprised at the beginning of the movie of just the onslaught of the slaughter of old men. Like, it yeah. was, like, bang, bang, bang. All three of these gentlemen just go down like also, a candle. Like That's I not... get that eventually it's, I, and I know this is kind of getting into some stuff at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. Like I get that they're saying like they're killing these guys off because they were like the original members of like this group or whatever, whose main objective was to build a hotel. To build the best <laughs> hotel. <laughs> hotel. But, and then it's just I like, and even, then they say I didn't something even get about, that. I didn't even like, know that. It, then they say something too about how like the the cult's like task or whatever is to kill people to replace like the five Egyptian princesses. So I assumed it was these old men they were killing off, but then yeah. no, it was these women, and they just kind of <laughs> casually mentioned like, oh yeah, by the way, like four women have gone missing yeah, in uh, a throwaway <laughs> line. I'm like, should we? Have- like, shouldn't those have been the disappearances yeah. then that they were, like, investigating? Since that seems, like, much more crucial to what it is yeah. that they're trying to do. Y- young Sherlock goes into Lestrade's office, and, like, he's talking about, like, oh, yeah, we found this, we found this, we're suspicious. Also, four girls disappeared. And then blah, 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 and he just <laughs> moves on. Well, like, this movie what? was pretty callous. This is what I, rem- this is what I don't remember, is... Um, how callous this movie is and kind of uh-huh. have that 80s adventure like bo- only boyhood fantasy thing where let's talk about that girlfriend right the girlfriend yeah. of sherlock elizabeth Holmes, elizabeth because she every gets... woman in costume dramas is named elizabeth <laughs> <laughs> she gets i mean i'm just gonna give it away she gets killed at the end and then straight they straight they move oh. on. And they it's move. like, oh, so sad. And then the next uh, next one is them packing up from boarding school yeah, and being and they're like, really oh, chummy chipper. together. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, and then like, we'll like, see you next summer, boy. Like, we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. like, this like, was such a Harry uh, Potter film. died. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, it's yes. like, when she yeah. gets shot, they're like, no, Elizabeth. Wait, yeah, exactly. The, the reactions. Okay. The reactions of this movie. <laughs> Sam, Sam made a comment while we were watching where... Every single time something happens. And then happens. Peter went on to explain how Sam made a comment about... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. We... Okay, this was something... Okay, we didn't plan it this yes. well. But okay, so sorry. Two things. One, the reactions, yes. Everyone just didn't seem to, like, very the, much react to the anything. The most... Like, British reactions. Yeah. Every time something crazy happens, everybody looks at the crazy thing and goes, hmm, and moves That's on. Odd. Like a man <laughs> screaming because he thinks a chicken, a fake, like a dead chicken, chicken. Is, is attacking him. And everyone in the restaurant just kind of like turns and stares like confused while this man is just like screaming. Uh, Precursor like, to like Thanks thing. Killing. I think this movie Ooh, was yes. really how Thanks um, Killing was able to become the it, cult that it is. a lot of influences. But uh, but the the other thing, the thing that we just attempted I to do but not well is there kept being moments where like Sherlock would start to like explain the mystery or whatever, and then the Watson like older Watson narration would just cut in and be like Sherlock then told me this and this and this, yeah. and like while it's showing Sherlock just explaining, and I'm like why couldn't you just like stay yeah. on him and let him 
say the words. Yeah, the like, very, it felt the very like a first... video game cutscene. Like, yes. and now we're just gonna skip forward. Yes. No. The the very Wesley first time. Wesley and I are happened. in agreement. Take note, audience. Oh, we are in agreement. Oh my god, wow. that's like one for the books. Damn Isn't it, that Lily? Pleasing. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the very first time it happened, they very they very clearly like shot multiple. Uh, locations uh, and different angles of Sherlock explaining you how something was described, moving. and he he goes like he starts off saying, "Well, it's very simple, Watson. I discovered it, and then Sherlock went <laughs> on to explain that. how he discovered that this yeah. and this and this and like happened, and it's like you see him speaking, and you yeah. know he is probably saying word for word what this narration yeah, is it's explaining. Not any faster? They didn't like save any." time yeah no they we just have were a gonna... different dude saying it <laughs> yeah it's not we tried defective. to do it just now but like we were gonna plan ahead of time for like me to start saying something and then peter to just like cut in and be like and, and then, then sam say- explained that <laughs> and she oh, felt this God. way about like oh i yeah, thought you were but... just like reagan on peter i was like ha no i know Fine. i realized it came off that way with it but that it was it, it was a failed attempt yeah. at, at Comedy. Can we talk about that Watson guy? Like, he was not. Or, I'm sorry, no, sorry. It was it was Watson and Sherlock's arc that apparently they had arcs, but <laughs> it was never. It was only told to you that they had arcs. Like, yes. Sherlock kept getting instructed that he was being too emotional. No, he wasn't. The guy was a he great was the least Sherlock emotional. Holmes. Like, yeah, yeah. But, Rafe, like, there was no Rafe, emoting from this actor. Just blank. Like. I actually liked Christopher Rao's performance. I thought he did a much better job than Watson, who I uh, frankly was an idiot in this one. And I know that Watson is kind of the bumbling idiot, but but in not the books, really. At least. Watson is, but also Watson is just feeling. He's just normal compared to Holmes. Oh yeah, like yeah. I take yeah, I take some issue with like oh smart. he's just this idiot. Yeah, and he's this combat medic from the wars in Afghanistan. Like he's mm-hmm. you know that's what kind of. Well, that's in the, only know. in the the BBC one, I think. No, that oh, that's, no. that's a that's original Sherlock. Oh. Because yeah, that's, that's yeah. from the text because that... they had wars in because Af- Victoria sent troops to mm. Afghanistan at that time. Yeah, because Watson is not supposed to be the bumbling idiot. No, like he's yeah, no, super smart. No, I, yeah, yeah, no, I know all that. He's just um, not Sherlock. Yeah, but in the books, he's all in the books. He's always like, "How did you know that?" How did yeah. he's always written with exclamation marks at the end of every <laughs> sentence that he says? It's like, how did you know that? But how could you possibly have figured the, how many coins he was carrying, Watson? Well, yeah. he's or uh, he, Sherlock. Yeah, and he's just this really crucial like buffer for Sherlock and the rest of the world. Like they can go out into the world and be like, "Sorry about Sherlock. He's don't take it personally. He's a genius. I know he's weird." Like. And it's just mm-hmm. weird that, like, they were just kids because, to me, the whole – what's so appealing about the two characters is, like, they're both these kind of weird, damaged guys who make it work together. Mm. And when they're kids, it's like, they're just ki- – who gives a shit? Like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> it's like when they did the Gotham show where Bruce Wayne's a kid. I'm like, I don't oh. care when Bruce Wayne's a kid. I <laughs> want him in the bat suit solving crime. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about young Bruce Wayne and Catwoman. I don't care. That's me as a viewer. I will say That's fair. That's fair. this is like I definitely in like today's media world, I have Sherlock burnout. I see him everywhere. 
He's like, even when we were watching Comet, Justin Long was based off BBC's Sherlock Holmes. And I'm so, I'm so bored of cold, calculating Sherlock Holmes knows everything and is kind of a dick. And Mm. I read an interview with uh, Chris Columbus, uh, him saying like, oh, yeah, I'm worried about upsetting the Sherlock fans because uh, I'm writing this movie to explain how he got that way. So in this movie, he is more likable. He is more human. He is more emotional. And it's my favorite version of uh, like, this might be my favorite version of Sherlock Holmes. Like he's so I, I think the best part is when. Watson and Sherlock meet. Sherlock is playing the violin terribly. <laughs> and uh, he goes to smash it on the wall because it's not working. And Watson says, no, 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 don't do that. And Sherlock says, uh, I don't understand. Like, I should have mastered it by now. I've been playing for three days. Uh, and it's just a perfect introduction to like, oh, yeah, that's the type of person Sherlock is. But then he cracks a joke and then he's friends with Watson and he's so much more pleasant. Like, yes and no, but I still feel like to perform. Like, I feel like you said that earlier, though, of like everyone keeps telling like Sherlock, you got to be less emotional. Uh-huh. And yet he's very stoic. Like he, is. he isn't emotional. And so like, I, I get the, I think I understand what they were trying to do, but I don't feel like it succeeded. I still enjoyed the movie and I didn't mind this version of Sherlock, but I don't think he was any, like, I thought he was still the same, like cold calculating that he normally is, but that was fine. Cause I went into this knowing it was a Sherlock Holmes movie and just sort of expected that from him. He wasn't a jerk though, which is what I enjoyed about yes. this. There was actual. He wasn't as much of him. a jerk, yeah. Okay, and he yeah, did yeah, kiss a lady. He kissed what did a you lady. He kissed, oh. he kissed a lady. lady. He wasn't even her name wasn't even Irene Adler. What the hell? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's why she died to make. Yeah, that's why she just got she's shot. A female. It's because she's a and female love interest in a male German story. Before yes. just cracking jokes with his friend <laughs> yeah. and leaving. Anyway, school. I'm off to go live with my brother Minecraft and the Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> Microsoft. No. Wait. <laughs> Damn it. No, I love how this movie was exact. It felt a lot like Harry Potter at moments. Like it does, when they were a eating lot. in the Great Hall, they had a Malfoy be- uh, bully whose name was Who Dudley. So yeah, good. Yeah. Watson also, looked what? like Harry Potter. Watson yes, he looked did. exactly like Harry Potter. And when you got like the trio too, uh-huh. with the like yeah. Sherlock Watson and Elizabeth. Um, I mean, she's yeah. the Hermione, but still. She has bushy hair. No, uh, she just looks like matters. Fleur, but has the charisma of, like, Cho Chang. Like, that's where she's at. <laughs> I she liked Elizabeth. I thought okay. she was fun. They didn't, didn't get, they didn't give her anything, How was she fun? She though. didn't really have, she didn't really do very much. Well, her character wasn't fun, but, oh. like, oh. <laughs> the, I, I like that she was there and provided the dynamic. Yeah. Did you guys think she looked like a blonde Victorian lord? Because I did. Oh, I don't no. really know if no. I know what lord looks like. <laughs> oh, Okay. I actually thought she might have been the because I had totally forgot about this movie and who did it. I figured it out right away because it suffered from the Scooby Doo problem, which is there's only one or two suspects. Yes, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, it's a, it's the ones they introduce and do immediate close-ups on these minor characters. Okay, but yeah, I uh, I thought she might have been it at one point because she was she had like a cloak as well. 
Yes. Yeah. Anyone with a cloak is suspicious. Yes. Anybody with a cloak for, is suspicious. That's my rule of thumb. Yeah. For for the, those at home who haven't seen this, the the uh, villain who's going around poisoning people with a blow with an Egyptian blow dart. <laughs> that makes them go insane. That makes yeah. them go insane. Um, is wearing like. The most hilarious oversized super cloak you've ever seen. They they look like Giga Dementors. Um, <laughs> just like the, this cloak is like the hood alone is like four feet wide mm-hmm. and it has shoulder pads built into it. But it's again, so good. Too, was that supposed to be like his sister always? Under, or was it just one random so. like person from this? Because they all had those cloaks. Like, yes. Yeah. I thought it was going to end up being like one specific person going about some personal agenda, but then it turned out to be this whole, this whole thing, cult of Egyptians, which I feel like you guys, I I feel like now we need to address that uh, here in the U S this movie is called young Sherlock Holmes, but over in great Britain and Australia, it has a different name. Um, It's called Sherlock Holmes. And the Pyramid of Fear. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like the made to video or like the, the video game ripoff of this. Yeah. Like the one that the producers try to make to cash in. The Pyramid I, of Fear. Yeah. I don't know about Sam and Lily because, Wesley, you've seen this before. But I, I don't know about you guys, Sam and Lily. Um, I had when, when all of a sudden an Egyptian cult showed up, that caught me way off guard. Yeah, I was like, this me is too. not what I thought I was sitting down to watch. That. It was the chicken and then that. Yeah. Like the chicken happened, then I was like, okay, people are having hallucinations. Like there's stuff like that in Sherlock, whatever. And then I was like, okay, this is the kind of movie we're in. Then Egyptian cult came in. I was like, never mind. This is not <laughs> the kind of movie I thought we were in. Did never you, mind. I immediately, just because of, the fact that it was 1985 s- presented by Spielberg, I immediately went in- Temple of Doom. This feels Same. like Temple I, of Doom. There's so okay. there's so much Temple. I think this so is much Temple of Doom before here. Temple of Doom. It's is after it? Raiders, but I th- I think it's before Temple of Doom. And there's so many things where like, oh yeah, Stevie, uh, uh, he saw that play out and uh, took some ideas. Yeah, Temple after. of Doom. Um, I'm referring to when they see the Egyptian like cult that they're seeing and like the yeah. sacrifice thing. That felt. That's what I'm referring to for Temple of Doom I, for the audience. Yes, because there's a moment in this movie. I, I'm going to launch into uh, my favorite line. Um, yes, so, and I'll, uh, I'll go for mine too. I, I hope you all are ready. So they, uh, uh, Sherlock, Watson, and Elizabeth are investigating this the dustiest room in the world. Um, and they're, they're looking around for clues. They're, they're hot on the trail of trying to figure out who's, uh, causing these murders of old men. And they find this like small, like three foot tall pyramid in a room. Um, and they're looking around and there's all these Egyptian markings. And I think Watson goes, I think it's Egyptian. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Sherlock is looking at it. He's like, no, this is only the tip of the iceberg. And then the floor breaks below them, revealing this pyramid is actually like 15 stories tall. In Uh, an abandoned warehouse in London. Oh my gosh. The villain has decided to enact 
his revenge. Well, there's two. There's two villains. It's a brother yeah, sister duo. Yeah, you can just it, reveal it. Yeah, who, it's the fencing master, either. Wraith. Because <gasps> you wow, know what, what Wraith is backwards. Wraith spelled back. Oh my! Oh, here's my <laughs> least favorite line in the That's movie. Like, yeah. But Wraith spelled backwards is is Etra or Etra Etra Etra. Who knows? Et-ra. Which is the name of like that like earlier one of the guys who dies like keeps saying that. Etra. And you're like, what? Yeah. And- <laughs> it's like there's not a real word because uh. there's no actual person named Etra. They named him Wraith first, and they just said uh, backwards. It's vaguely it's, it's very reminiscent of in troll 2 when they're Nilbog. like nilbog that's goblin backwards yeah um and uh uh sam you you had to leave for a meeting so you didn't see this oh there's an after credit scene oh man i missed the is after there? credit scene there is oh. did did any of you see it Never. Oh, oh. oh this is why Never. it pays to stick around for the credits. Um, okay. There's an after credit scene because um, uh, as, as we all four of us know, uh, um, Professor Wraith dies. Um, he sword fights, then brick fights, then box fights, then ore fights Sherlock on a frozen fights. river. Yes, he also shoot fights it him. starts as a shoot fight. Yes. Ends as an ore fight. They 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 <laughs> use many many improvised weapons and real weapons to fight each other, um, and then eventually they're fighting on the frozen Thames, and the ice breaks with and, water that looks suspiciously like milk. Yes, that water did not look. It right. was not it was clear. Very, very opaque. <laughs> yeah, and very white. it was um Victorian water, like not clean, not yeah. hygienic. Yeah, but it, when like rivers could catch brown. on fire, it was, it was more unsettling that it looked like milk. Yeah, like I would have felt better if it was brown. Yeah, I had so checked out at that point. I didn't even. Oh, no. oh man. Uh, but yeah, so Wraith uh, falls through a crack in the ice and does like. The slow, slow, slow Terminator fall into the but it's uh, in river. water. Like he could still like splash around yeah, and he like just drown. Gives up. But instead, he just falls with like his hand reaching out and just kind of slowly sinks away. Yes, <laughs> I kept having deja vu like twenty seconds before brutal deaths happen because there were three that I remembered. I remembered. The first, uh, no, 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 the, the, the mosaic night glass guy who kills the yes, priest. I remember, the priest. <clears throat> yeah, I remember the, the pressed, the best movie ever. No, um, I remember the, uh, how wax ladder or wax flatter dies. He, uh, wax like flutter himself. Flutter. Yes. Because he makes it, flying machines. Oh. oh, I don't know why they needed that element in this. Because it's a, because that's the one Spielberg. Thing. Yeah, because he was it's like, a Spielberg if movie. If I'm gonna have my name on this oh. movie, there better be some kids flying in some sort of capacity yeah. at some point. But yeah, every time, every time, like a brutal death would happen, I remember just before um, the sister, Mrs. Drib, got the blow dart, like blown back into her mouth. I love that. That was my favorite part. <laughs> I literally went, ooh. Me too. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. And then I remember That is him. visceral. <laughs> I remember Wraith uh, drowning. Yes. So, and, and I was like, Wait, oh, he's so going to drown kind of like this. What's the after credits scene though? Yeah. So after the credits, um, 
So the movie ends with Sherlock hopping in a carriage and going to uh, his brother Mycroft's uh, home to live with him. His brother Minecraft. (laughs) And uh, so as the credits roll, uh, behind the credits, you, you watch this carriage go into the countryside, assuming it's Sherlock. It's not. Because uh, who steps out of the carriage but Professor Wraith, alive and well, with a scar on his face. He's about to save a scar. Because Sherlock cut him with a sword. Oh, yeah, 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 he did. He did. Yeah, he did. Same Uh, way that he cut him in the fencing thing Then he walks into a hotel (gasps) and signs his name Moriarty. Wait, really? They got to stop bringing Moriarty into every Sherlock Holmes film. Like, I I don't know. I wanted Dudley to turn out to be Moriarty. I really wanted Dudley to be Moriarty. That would have been hilarious. Man, they they thought they were going to get a sequel. Oh, he looks directly into the camera and goes like, yes, I'm evil. Wait, he actually says the word. He doesn't say yes, I'm, I'm evil. evil? But, okay. uh, he says it with uh, his eyes. He, yeah, he looked directly wink, wink. The, to the camera, and I think he says something like, I'll be staying for a while. Uh, Does he mm. go into a hotel? Because that's how, that was the inciting incident of this entire yeah. case, was some guys <laughs> because, wanted to build a hotel. Yeah, the best hotel. <laughs> and of course, the only place you can have the best hotel is, is in Egypt. Egypt. And that is almost a direct quote. Uh-huh. Because the labor and materials are cheap. Ugh. Oh, so um, my favorite uh, quotes from this. Yes, please. Um, So early in the beginning where we're just beginning to see um, Sherlock Holmes's powers of deduction. Mm -hmm. um, And who's the guy, the the Scotland Yard guy? Uh, Lestrade. And he's explaining like why he wants to investigate their deaths. And he just says, Sherlock says, neither of their deaths match their personalities. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I was not previously aware that your death had to match your personality, but now mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, you need yeah. to like if you're a quiet introvert, you need to die peacefully in your sleep. It's true. Otherwise, it's murder. Yeah, if Lily, if you die one day and you weren't somehow like stabbed through the heart by a drag queen, I'm going to suspect <laughs> our play. And I would know that Wait, you're a true friend you from Beyond the Grave. Foul play if she was stabbed through the heart <laughs> yeah, by I, a dragon. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds like that but sounds like that's about right. <laughs> that's how she'd want it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, then it was um, probably like a death pact kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The yeah. And then when um, I think it's towards the, I think it's either towards the end or maybe when they're practicing fencing. I don't even remember. Um, and Wraith says, you fight like an undernourished child. (laughs) I don't remember that that. line. (laughs) I totally missed that. And I'm sad that I missed that. Cause, um, take that malnourished children. Uh Suck on that. (laughs) You'll never beat me in a sword fight. (laughs) Your stupid limbs are too weak. You losers. Also speaking of just, okay. Not really. This is a complete change in subject. I'm really confused. So Dudley, uh, the way Dudley. that Sherlock one-ups him is oh he puts God. something in his tea that <laughs> causes him to like 
become like albino yeah i don't i don't understand i don't like radioactivity i mean that's the the only way that i can think of it all of his hair turns white he goes pale his eyes turn black well they're like red (laughs) uh and he just comes in he's like good sherlock what did you do to me like like it's like some like classic childhood prank but and he says something about like oh just me and my chemistry set or yeah. something i'm so like, like oh what that's did where you my do? experiment went like what did yes. you do like what what, yeah, what was I know poison of course yes like i want to know, know i just finished drinking tea did peter put something in my tea that's gonna <laughs> you'll find out in about six hours oh uh, <laughs> starting I, the timer now I will say that that is the uh, conclusion to probably one of my favorite B plots I've seen in a movie in a long time where Sherlock and his classmate Dudley have a weird rivalry uh, that that culminates in Dudley hiding um, uh, the, the school's fencing trophy. Uh, somewhere on uh, somewhere in the school and every single boy he goes to a boys school um, and every single boy in the school yelling out the window Holmes is going to solve the crime <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he it, it's so it's so good because it Sherlock has one hour to find this trophy and through a weird convoluted set of deductions, he learns that Dudley has forged an antique <laughs> vase that he has hidden this trophy in. In the same oh, room. I didn't even understand this, this, by the started. way. It, okay, yeah. I'm I was very like, confused. why did you figure this out? What happened? Also, what's with that yeah. polar bear riddle? I don't know. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, but yeah, the, the vase thing very much confused me because one, I don't see why you had to be like a master of deductions or whatever to just yeah. figure out that he hid it in a vase that's like sitting right next to him. Like he could have just like looked around the room like a regular scavenger hunt, but instead it takes him an hour to go through. He looks at like paints. He goes mm. in the kitchen and looks at something in the oven. He like, he goes around the whole school just looking at a bunch of random things and then deduces that it's in the vase and smashes it. And right before he does, one of the teachers comes in and goes, no, that's an antique. But then later when he's explaining to Watson what he deduced, he's like, oh, I figured out from the paints and the oven or whatever that he had like made this vase. Yes. I'm like, yeah. wait, then why did the teacher think it was an antique? Yes. Thus establishing <laughs> Dudley as an expert art uh, forger only to one scene later uh, get Sherlock in trouble because uh, he has then forged all the test uh, answers uh, for a test oh, that they're taking. In Sherlock's Dude, handwriting. I didn't even realize In this. Sherlock's handwriting. Oh my um, gosh, okay. Getting Sherlock expelled. And when he tries to explain, oh, I didn't actually write these answers. Dudley did. They're like, what? You think Dudley could forge this? It's like, yes. Like, yeah, he just proved that he forged an antique vase. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not connect the two thoughts there. I, I, was, uh, connect, I don't think you were supposed to movie. connect them. I think it was just something that, because like, I think you were supposed to be with the vase, like, oh, so clever. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why he would go through all that trouble. Yeah, to, to forge create a, a vase. vase. <laughs> just like, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, I, think, I, I don't. I don't think it was intentional, but it sure was also, noticed by us. One thing. One thing that we didn't <laughs> mention because the film makes try makes sure that this is incredibly clear <laughs> at both the beginning and the end. There's like a note that comes on the screen <laughs> yeah. that says, "This is not oh, yeah. based on any real Sherlock Holmes story. This is just something we made up." This mm-hmm. isn't, this the, is completely fictional, is yeah. like fiction, not, guys. like whatever. It's not a real Sherlock yeah. Holmes story. It says, and I was like, oh, this isn't a documentary? Exactly. <laughs> these stories are based on the idea of the characters presented yeah. by so Arthur Conan Doyle. It just Conan really Doyle. wants to let you know that they didn't actually use source material. Uh, That's why there's which, a crazy Egyptian hallucinating murder yeah, cult in and it. I'm kinda, and in my mind, I was like, Maybe, maybe you should have used the source material just, just a little bit, like taken one of his actual mysteries and then just like put it in boarding school. Basically, I was like, I think that could have helped you out a bit. Because I I get that a lot of his stories, too, might not fit the length of an hour and, you know, an hour and a half movie. But that's what we like. You just combine them. You create something. And it's. So much of what makes those stories good is, like, just human nature and, like, what we as people are capable of doing to each other. So it's like, you t- you're you taking the best part of the series and then being like, no, but, like, what about a death cult? Yes. What, what about an Egyptian death cult? By the way, Egyptian... Not about, like, a say- shopkeeper driven to extreme measures because of something, something tra- traumatic in his family. No, no, death cult. Egyptian death cult. Yeah. yeah. Egyptian we- uh, death cult that they're like ancient Egyptian. They're not like yeah. you know modern Egyptians who are you know you know speak Arabic and uh, you know practice Islam. No, 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 no. They're 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 like the ancient mm-hmm. like raw worshiping yeah sacrificing <laughs> young girls to Anubis of Moses. Course. Yeah. <laughs> and then also sacrificing them by boiling them in water. And by the way, was that I water? Thought, I don't. Again, okay. again. Yeah. Or was it milky water? <laughs> what are, in this movie? What it are the liquids? Like green sludge. Yeah. What are the liquids in this movie? Because nothing is the color it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, I took it. Okay, so this is this is me mixing it up. So every time I watch the 2009 um, Sherlock Holmes movie, yes. it starts off with uh, Lord Blackwood. Uh, mm-hmm. Who is also kind of a direct ripoff of Aleister Crowley, like uh, this <laughs> same same bad guy in this movie. But so he's he's trying to kill women and kind of in the same way hypnotize them. But every time I watch it, I'm like, wasn't there more to this? And I realize it's this movie. It's the mummification. It's the boiling of the women. It's like the chanting and fire of everything. I I will say, like, Steven Spielberg is a person. (laughs) Sorry, I thought I'm just going to say. He's a person. Steven Spielberg is really into boiling women. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, expose him. The Doom. uh, Expose him. Steven Spielberg. in this town. Yeah. (laughs) He, He is very much like the king of the PG movie, but not the PG movie that we have today. Back when PG meant something, 
something very different because this movie's rated PG and you see a young woman get boiled alive. I don't really see very much <laughs> of that. Yeah, I say that this you still feels pretty that PG. she's dying but because she's her skin exactly. is melting Yeah, off. but at least a kid, you, you I would have You don't just see like... that because they've mummified her alive. Well, she's still boiling she's liquid not mummified on her. yet. She's just wrapped up in the bandage. I also didn't think it was boiling her alive. I thought it was, which maybe this is worse. I thought it was some sort of like preserving liquid, like you know, like something to like. No, they're them. boiling her alive. They're Why just would they going boil straight. Them alive? Up. A high schooler to, gets know. shot on screen. <laughs> Yeah, it was the Victorian area, though. They're not really high schoolers. They're basically adults in that time period. That's true. Oh. That's true. Yeah, she was a grandma. You were adults when you were like nine working in the mines. Spe- you know? Speaking of which, John Watson, the uh, the uh, uh, sorry, I, I was looking up all the backstory on all these characters. This is uh, also partially based off a novel of young Sherlock Holmes. Um, so I found all the ages of the characters. Um uh Sherlock and Elizabeth are 16, Watson is 15. Um and Watson the 15-year-old talks like a 60-year-old man. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, yeah. Sherlock, I whew, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling beat today. You know, I don't know if I can go out and solve mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> I like his relationship with food in this movie. Yeah, it's so I was just going to say, why, why, he's not, he's slightly, like, a little chubby, and yeah. yet when he gets hit with a hallucination thing, the only thing that's possible for a slightly chubby kid to hallucinate is apparently a bunch of pastries attacking him. I was like, like torturing like, him. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, always like, <laughs> that, that stop motion was cool, though. The stop motion was cool and very creepy, but I was just like, why does, why does like the chubby kid always have to just like get attacked by food? The third thing that's like seared into my memory at, at, from a child, from my childhood about child. this movie, from a child, <laughs> Jeez, he seared it into my memory. Before um, he was mummified. Oh yes, yes, exactly. And I, that's why I put boiling water on him. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, that was a weird tangent. <laughs> Uh, no, was the hallucination of Sherlock's? That was, uh-huh. a, and I thought there was more bees involved, but it was just leaves. And it was I don't Sherlock. That. I, wait, Sherlock's wait, sorry. Did you say I thought? Wait, sorry. Did you say I thought there was more bees involved? Yeah, in my memory, there was a lot of bees, but I guess it's just <laughs> leaves. Also, so Sherlock, the way he gets out of hallucinating is he just logics himself Wakes out up. of it later. They try to use this technique on other people who are hallucinating by just repeating, your name is so-and-so. Your name is like whatever. And I'm like, I don't think they were confused about who they were. I, I don't think, think that was the problem. I think something was attacking them. Yeah. They uh, didn't so yeah, have I like told... a clear procedure yet. You know, they were workshopping at every hallucinated But murder. the second they told them their name, they'd be like, oh. You're right. That is my name. My name is Chester. I'm not being attacked by the flames right now. Crazy. Who would have thought? Just immediately sober. Going back to that hallucination with Sherlock, yes. I I liked it this time. I thought that was a very unique way of showing his nightmare of like tearing his family apart. Because yeah. so what happens in the movie is he gets drugged as all of them do, um, and Elizabeth gets buried alive Watson gets food shoved into his face by actual food and then Sherlock walks into 
like uh, I don't know, a dead house. I don't know what mausoleum called. or something. Yeah, mausoleum. Yeah, and no, he no, Watson was right. It. it was a dead house. <laughs> the dead house of the the graveyard, of course. And he walks into it, and it's his mom crying, and his dad being like, "You shouldn't have told her about what men do in their mean or in their during their business hours or something yeah. like that." And it was, gay I guess, stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was so gay. And I'm not just saying that because I'm currently in Palm Springs. <laughs> oh, well, gotcha. Gotcha. It was gay. It was gay. Well, well I thought it was good. Well. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that, that's interesting because, like, I, I didn't know this beforehand. I was doing some just general Sherlock Holmes research. And apparently uh, the thing that really set Sherlock into, like, the detective route is he watched his father commit some sort of heinous crime. Um, I don't know what it was, but he got away with it. Um, and so he's like, I'm going to be a detective and that's how I'll, I'll get back at my dad. It <laughs> always comes down to daddy issues. It, it I, always does. So, so I, cliche. It's such yeah. a origin story. I want to fall asleep. But he started it. He started yeah, exactly. this. This is written in like the 1800s. Still uh, bugs, still bums me out. I, I, so yeah. I will say probably my favorite part of this movie is the hallucinations because the main plot point oh, yeah. is this crazy Egyptian cult is poisoning people with this blow dart that causes them to have these insane hallucinations that uh, uh, make them freak out and like kill themselves either intentionally or accidentally. It's yeah, not it's, entirely it's clear. It's a lot yeah. to chance on the murderer's part. That's what like, I thought too, Sam. Yeah. It's like, you don't know for sure. And it also stops working eventually when Sherlock realizes that all you have to do is tell someone what their name is and yeah. they immediately snap out of it. The drug just leaves their system. Yeah. But I can it, imagine <laughs> like them being hallucinated right away. Which, by the way, didn't you think the bells had anything to do with it? Because they kept showing bells. And I remember that as they a kept, child yeah. that I thought it was the bells that triggered the drug, which makes no sense. But again, Milky Thames doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Milky I have no idea. Or pyramid and warehouses. Yeah. A pyramid made of wood. That is apparently, okay, also one thing to point out, the way that they eventually like derail the whole death oh, cult thing at the God. end because Elizabeth gets captured. Because again, they, apparently what this all comes down to is that they actually are trying to murder five women, the first four of whom throwaway line not important yeah they're dead don't worry about to it the mystery. <laughs> don't worry about it uh so they kidnap elizabeth and he's like going to save her and they're like looking out through these very visible <laughs> holes in the wall where like anyone in the death cult who just happened to like look slightly up would just the see nostrils them, like, of anubis yes it, no looking. it wasn't even the nostrils it was the eyes the eyes oh. of this and it wasn't like wow. it was just some random like ram statue yeah and like so uh, very visible everything that they're doing whenever they're like sneaking around the death cult they're like in plain sight yeah uh and he says oh look all we have to do is knock like break that one chain and this entire pyramid will come crashing down you know pyramids like the most structurally yeah. sound like not, shape not hollow pyramids yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Hollow pyramids have a linchpin, apparently, and it's the chandelier. And it's the chandelier. Yeah, so all they do is like bring the chandelier down, <laughs> and it causes that the down, entire like pyramid to collapse. Collapse and catch on fire. Yeah, and then the debris strategically keeps falling only on the cult members to take them out, like right as they're going to attack yeah. each of them. Thank God. Debris too, yeah. just very well-timed. Uh, but but no, like real quick, I, I just want to talk about these hallucinations because some uh, some amazing practical effects take place. Like, like we already mentioned, Pixar animated one of the very first photorealistic CG characters look great. But there's also these puppets that come and attack people. There's green screen creatures that come in. There's stop motion. There's all this wild stuff that they show like they don't just have people like waving their arms in the air. They, they made all these hallucinations until eventually one, one of these folks get uh, hallucinated and Sherlock Holmes says, your name's Chester. Your name's Chester. Wake up. Uh, and, he and he wakes doesn't up. even have. We don't even see his hallucination. I was well, so bummed. That was my favorite I, part of the movie. Chester. No. But that's what I thought. It was like, oh, because his hallucination was that he caught on fire. Oh, um, was it? Yes. He's like, the flames, the flames have engulfed me. Um, so uh, I was disappointed. I was like, oh, they, they've had all these great hallucination sequences. They finally got to the fire and they didn't set him on fire. Oh, well. But then later when they're in the pyramid and Sherlock shoots the dart back into the assassin... I was so excited to see what her hallucination would be. And she catches on fire. <laughs> and you see, see it. You, you're like connecting. You're like connecting dots all over. Like yeah, I, I, don't I watched this that movie that as connected. rapid as possible. Oh, I, and then I don't you're think like, that... boom. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, don't it could think be it was... true. I think it's brilliant, but I don't. Yeah. I didn't well, see once that Once again, all. I don't know if it was an intentional choice, but like that was so satisfying to me that like, Oh, the one hallucination I really wanted to see didn't happen. But then later, they just kept catched one of the main villains on fire instead, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll that's do a, it. That'll do it. That'll. Can do you it. tell I, like... I liked this movie? <laughs> I can tell you like this movie. I can also tell that a few don't like this movie <laughs> no i i liked it i don't know that i liked it for the right reasons like i enjoyed it because i just thought it was like fun to like laugh at basically mm-hmm. but like in, in right. a way that like i enjoyed that aspect of it like a lot yeah i did like the i i did like um kind of remembering this movie and having those deja vu moments but when it came to the stuff when it came to stuff that wasn't involved with the hallucinations, it just didn't, it was okay. It was okay to me. I was surprised that I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. So I think as a kid, you can watch it and like really sink your teeth into it as a kid, especially mm-hmm. like probably as a boy. Like, totally. There's a lot of like childhood fantasy going on in here. 
So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but yeah, no, like the stuff outside the hallucinations and just like the wacky craziness of the mystery. Like, I just feel like none of the characters I felt particularly like connected to or like that they had that much, like they were all very like surface level. And I felt like it was just kind of like, oh, well, you know, Sherlock, you know, Watson, like, here you well, go. There kids. was such a, <laughs> a lot of like fanfare to like uh, give, give Sherlock fans uh, like, this this is how he got his deer uh what is it deer hunt deer, deer stalking cap uh this is how he got, he got the his pipe, pipe. He, this yeah. is how he got the cloak and it this is how he's going to be alone at this point and it felt like I was watching kind of a Marvel film <laughs> uh-huh. just in the way that they give Marvel fans like hey we're gonna yeah. bring this guy in so I will I will say I mentioned this to Sam briefly while we were watching it I did really appreciate uh like props to chris columbus i did really appreciate how they kept their references uh to something that could fit within the canon uh so their references were my brother mycroft my uh i have a relationship with lestrade uh i met watson uh the the villain turned out to be moriarty Whereas I feel like a lot of prequel type things tend to mirror events that happen in the future. So there, there was no point where, uh, oh, yes, me, young Sherlock, like the time I fought that scary dog in Baskerville or oh, the, the yeah. time okay, I, I was. Yeah, like, like they didn't try to reference things that hadn't canonically happened yet. Uh, which I feel like a lot of uh, uh, prequels today do, and I don't like. Um, so, like, e- even though there was plenty of stuff, there was even a moment where they lock up uh, Elizabeth and they say, go lock her up in 14B. And both me and Sam were like, oh, are they going to lock up Sherlock and Watson in 221B? Um, and they don't, uh, which makes <laughs> sense. Because why would they? There's no significance when they're 16 years old. I, I see your point. I, I I do hate that in modern day movies when they do that. But I just think it was too chock full. And again, Lily or or Lily and Sam, I don't know who said it, but you probably both agreed. Like you were saying like these are surface level yeah. characters. Oh, so I can't really connect with them besides the fact. Oh, it was Sam. And so besides the fact that I know who they are in their in their extended life, extended literary life. Yeah, they didn't they didn't really have there. Well, there wasn't much going on there. And they could, especially for Sherlock Holmes, like the guy who played Sherlock Holmes, I think was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I well, and yeah. again, too, it's like I like the concept that Chris Columbus went into this with of it being like, this is how Sherlock became the way he is. But I just don't feel like he delivered on that at all. Yeah. I don't. Oh, did you did you guys like I want to bring this up. Did you like how Lestrade saves the day from Chester or whatever? Like Sherlock was getting strangled and Watson, of course, bumbling, didn't do the job of saving him. And Lestrade comes in and he's like, yeah, I got, you know, you gave me those poison darts. I got a wacky hallucination, but I'm fine now. I saved you. It was, like, so casual yeah. that he got this life-threatening hallucination. Nasty stuff, though. He's like, okay, I, I believe you now. I'm going to look into this case. Yeah, there's there's multiple <laughs> like, times in this movie. You tried to hang yourself. Yeah. 
There's like, multiple the times in this movie where people brush off life-changing events like, hmm, weird. Weird. <laughs> Odd. It's Victorian England. This happens all the time, apparently. Yeah. So it, it, it this movie makes a point of when you get poisoned by these hallucinogens, um, it's extremely dangerous and you're probably going to die. Lestrade had to be held back by multiple police officers. Uh, uh, Elizabeth had to be like tied up so she wouldn't hurt herself by Sherlock. Um, Sherlock had to logic his way out of there. Chester had to be held down by all the kids and Scotland Yard to not set himself on fire. And then Watson is never explained how he gets out of his hallucination. He just eats something and then goes about his day. Although he does have a very stern talking to you with a French pastry the next day. He he, like disciplines a French horn because that's an instrument. I'm yeah. thinking yeah, of a Swiss I was horn. Say yeah. A French croissant or something. Like a yeah. He yeah. talks down that. Yeah. He <laughs> disciplines a pastry for trying to kill him the night before. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've all we've all been there. That's right. <laughs> Get that wacky yeah. tobacco and you're going, what the uh, hell? Sorry. Uh, so guys, <sighs> yes. do you have anything else to say about this movie? Oh, Lily. Yeah, so I uh, didn't like it at all. Um, <laughs> but here's what I'll give it for why it's so like obscure and stuff. I think this was at a time in Hollywood, and The Goonies is an exception to this, for sure. And it's probably why The Goonies is so beloved. Yeah, also a Chris Columbus-Steven Spielberg collab. Hmm. It's great. Um, I don't think Hollywood studios and just the whole teams knew what to do with kids movies mm. i don't think there was the mar- the massive market there is now no not at all like i've, I've heard my parents talk about that too Was like growing up because they were kids in the 80s it's like they, there were no movies for kids and that would mm. and that were kid friendly and that had kids in them and that had kind of cool themes and literary stuff like i will give this credit for like you know what we're throwing this out there um, no one makes movie, or if you do make a movie for kids about kids, um, and it's not E.T. or The Goonies, the, they won't know what to do with it. Critics won't like it. Kids won't find it. Like, and they're trivial, like, they're not serious. You know, like, Terms of Endearment would be a movie, but, like, even The Breakfast Club wasn't considered, like, a good movie, even though it, like, it was amazing. You know, like, I think just the industry at the time just couldn't metabolize stuff with kids. Well, so I'll give the, you know, it's a victim of its time. I like that theory. I, I love always explaining why or trying to come up with why this movie failed because this was a Spielberg movie and he was making hits. This one just didn't. Yeah, this didn't one fizzled. Take off. This one it fizzled. A, and yeah, that's $18 million dollar budget, $19 million box office. Which. But then I mean, they went to Europe and they got like a lot. Yes, back. that that then they made forty million more dollars. But wow, uh, it's story of my life. <laughs> Every time I go to Europe, I come back a millionaire. I don't know what happens. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, like that. This, the it, it really is like 
kind of what I was saying earlier, the golden age of the PG movie, where I feel like now going back and watching these quote unquote kids movies is excellent because the you get that sense of nostalgia. You get that sense of like easy entertainment mixed with like weirdly adult themes and jokes uh, and I, I feel like me as like in my mid twenties, I love these like eighties PG movies now. Like I go back and watch them, uh, and I have a great time every time. Um, but no, I, I feel like growing up in that time though, uh, it, it felt more akin to, I, I very distinctly remember the first time I saw an R rated movie because it was a taboo is because it was on TV and my dad fell asleep and he <gasps> didn't know that mimic by Guillermo del Toro was about to play on TV. And, uh, I didn't wake him up because I wanted to see this R rated movie. Uh, and that's a very distinct memory that I have. Um, and, and I feel like back then, um, even this movie, Young Sherlock Holmes, which was clearly geared towards a younger audience, was still somewhat taboo. Uh, I think it was Spielberg who like suggested the PG thirteen rating because he's he kept making these movies that were pretty horrifying. Um, I think it was after Gremlins he was the one who kind of suggested, "Hey, we need to step up." Because he kept getting complaints from parents about Gremlins yeah. being too, like, geared toward children, but being absolutely frightening. Yeah, so, yeah. scary movie. Which I would describe this movie uh, as absolutely frightening as a kid. I loved it. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Multiple murders on screen for a PG in, like, movie. In the first 10 and minutes. And manslaughter. Yeah. Murder <laughs> and manslaughter. Um, okay, guys, I got a, I got a scenario. Please. You are John Watson. You have just gone on this quest, or whatever this case you have solved it. That is, and then Wesley went on to describe a metaphor. (laughs) Oh, get out of here! (laughs) (laughs) So you are John Watson. You have just gone on this case with Sherlock. That is this movie. You sit down. You have your quill and parchment. I think Mm. that's what they called it. Um, You're about to you you dab it. You're about to write the first line of dialogue. (laughs) Do you start writing furiously, knowing that um, knowing that the whole world will see this and remember it forever? Or do you put your quill down and go get some? uh, What did he like? Custard cream pies from the Mm -hmm. fridge. What do you do? Well, I would I would start writing it, but I would write it as a comedy. So I would just mm. like write it like laughing my ass off at this like wacky adventure. I'd probably still go get myself a custard cream and I'd leave my little custardy fingerprints like all over this paper. So it'd get a little smudged and it probably wouldn't be taken as seriously as some people might want this story to be taken. But I would have a blast writing it down and eating my custard cream pies. Uh, and if people read it, great. But they're only going to read it because like, I'm going to tell them that it's hilarious, not because <laughs> it's a deep, dark mystery. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, so I would <laughs> immediately just stop writing and go, what am I doing? I'm. This is stupid. No, g- goodbye. And then, um, and then I go to an opium den and then get, um, just, just have, like have fun at them. Just like Watson. And also, um, in this scenario, I am a, I am a man. I am Watson. Just, just being clear. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I I'd also would buy, um, fainting couches. Cause I'd want to see what those are like. Oh, okay. So curious. <laughs> but mostly the opium den. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most, to forget this nightmare that you had. Yeah, and then um, maybe get some more sheet music for Sherlock to practice his violin. Oh, yeah. That's good and one. head out and never think about it again. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I, like, I have not only written this movie, I already have the freaking sequel in the bank, dude. Mycroft, <laughs> My, uh, God. Uh, uh, Moriarty's looked straight into the camera uh, and I wrote that line. The Wait, end. You Watson in like Victorian England are writing a screenplay. Sure am. Visionary. Wow. <laughs> uh, Vision or scary, dude. How do you know jo- all of Watson's stories about Sherlock were even real? You know, yeah, right. We don't know. <laughs> uh, like I've already written the the end question mark. And before the ink is dry on that uh, final word, I'm cranking out the sequel. I know exactly what's coming next. I like that this movie was just a dose of joy to this day. Uh, Like, was it the best movie I've ever seen? Absolutely not. Was it very fun to watch? Oh, yeah. Was it my favorite depiction of Sherlock Holmes in the past, like, 20 years? absolutely i had such a good time watching this movie um and uh uh, i i think this is and this is i'm not a person who regularly we re-watches movies uh which is uh very interesting for this podcast but i i think i've got to keep this in my back pocket this was a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to watching it again in about three years i'm kind of jealous of you that you got joy from it (laughs) <laughs> and not just annoyance so that's good for you not wanting a different hallucination <laughs> yeah not um, god yeah oh that so, could have been my answer uh get a different hallucination go, just just go get one of those darts and like jab it in my neck yeah. and then write it let's see what happens <laughs> that is what me and Sam were talking about through a lot of this movie. We're like, we want to know what this drug is. I know, dude. But like, it seems like pretty What's lit. What's its like, street name? The, like trying to it's kill Scarecrow's yourself. Scarecrow's like... drug. Yeah. Scarecrow's fear toxin. That's basically what it is. There was a lot of uh, the first murder. By the way, was a lot of like Evil Dead vibe to me with the whole yeah, room was. going apart. All right. Um. So I'm Watson. I would step up to the plate. I'd pick up my quill. And actually, I don't really know what to do here because it was okay. It was all right. So I I know I brought it forth as evidence, but I think as Watson, I think, honestly, I would put this quill down. I I would verbally tell the story if somebody wants to know about it. But I wouldn't write it down and suggest reading my screenplay or whatever. Sorry, the manuscript of this uh, thing forever and publish this. So I would go 
to the fridge or icebox and get myself a custard cream pie. So, yeah. It's kind of a rare thing where I'm sure, like, people bringing this movies up there or up here are uh, really wanting to show them off. And I thought I was going to be the same way. Especially because you'd seen this before. Yeah, and I remember loving it, and I I just love the hallucinations. I think those are They're the ones. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Hallucinations are hands down the best part of the whole movie. They are. They are. So, well, yeah. anyway, we have um, a, a sneak peek for our next uh, movie. Lily, do you want to take it away? Yeah, so our next movie will be our first musical, Repo, the Genetic Opera, starring uh, Spy Kids' Alexa Vega. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Anthony Stewart head as father and daughter. Oh, I'm so. This was. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, th- this was the first DVD I ever rented from Netflix. Wow. wow. I have a story about my DVD rental experience with this movie for next week. Tune in oh, to find okay. out what happens. Okay, yeah. well, let's uh, listen to the trailer. Here it is. By the middle of the 21st century, organ failure had become a worldwide epidemic. But GeneCo was there to satisfy the demand for organ replacements. The problem is, if you miss a payment, GeneCo sends out the repo man. And when he finds you, your time is up. His payment is past due. Everybody, everybody, oh, yeah. stand up. <laughs> people, people, people. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Look what I've become. It's me she must escape. By the middle of the 21st century, organ failure had become a worldwide epidemic. Oh, shit. This this is a crazy movie. I'm looking forward to you guys watching it. I know literally nothing about it, so I'm excited. Uh, I don't know anything. I think, Lily, you showed me some stuff, and it looks cool. It looks very 2000s. Oh, it's it's such a 2000s movie. It's crazy. (laughs) It's so good, you guys. But I'm excited because I have a vibe. Not everyone will probably feel the same way. Kind of about this movie. Kind Mm -hmm. of about this movie. All right. So uh, that's been Hello from Obscurity. I've been Wesley. I've been Peter. I've been Lily. I've been Sam. And goodbye from Obscurity. Obscurity.